Welcome to the Cosmic Healing Podcast. This is the show for the soul who is excited to welcome in more freedom, abundance, and quantum healing in their life. Hi, I'm Vaughn. My magic is in treating all aspects of this human existence, mind, body, and spirit, because it is all connected. In this podcast, I will be sharing stories of transformation so you can know, witness, and understand what's possible for you too when we play together in the cosmos. Let's go. Hello, and welcome back to this bonus episode of the Cosmic Healing Podcast. So it is February, and we have the energy report. Um, It's funny because today's only the 30th. February 1st is not until Wednesday. And I was like, wait, do I do it on Monday today before February, or do I wait until the first Monday of February, which would be February 6th. And then Dana and I were like, no, 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 no. That's way too late. So here we are rolling in hot with the February energy report. Hello, Dana. Hi, Vaughn. Thanks for having me back. (laughs) Thank you. So for our new listeners, this is Dana Whitby, and she has been reading cards since 99. I mean, we, we got ourselves an expert over here. She is also an incredible energy healer. And so just know that this entire message is, or podcast is infused with beautiful, healing, powerful, activating messages that are coming from the divine. So just sit back and receive whatever messages come through. So Dana, hello. How are you feeling about February? Ah, hi, Vaughn. I am feeling really great about February. I feel like we are kind of moving out of that winter slowness and we're not into spring just yet, but I can feel the seeds in the ground kind of beginning to stir. Um, that's how I feel energetically. And I think that's reflected in the collective as well. How, how would you say you're feeling Vaughn? Yes, that's, I can definitely attest to that. Um, I, I feel like we're shaking off the cobwebs and it's like, okay, we can like start to stir a little bit, but you know, coming out of our hibernation, but nothing too crazy. And I don't know, just something about March just feels like it is going to be game on. Um, it just feels very full of energy. And so I really feel like we intuitively are leaning into this stillness right now just like a part of us just knows that watch out because March going to be lit so I think our without us even realizing it that we're just like still like okay this feels really good just to like be still and and just you know enjoy the stillness and and really allow ourselves to sink even deeper into it yeah I totally agree with you and you know right now At the beginning of February, we have all of the planets are currently direct. So there's an element here of forward movement. It doesn't necessarily mean to take action and run with it, right? But it does mean that things are starting to move forward a bit. And we've also got the sun in Aquarius, which is a very innovative, forward thinking sign that is looking at the collective looking at the larger picture of what's happening in our world 
And so I think that lends itself nicely to forward thinking. Again, all those planets are moving forward and there's Aquarius that's asking us to look forward down the path. What do you want to have birth in March, April, May, in those spring months? What do you want to come forward? Aquarius is also an air sign. So there's air is of the mind. It's a lot of thinking brain energy. So it's just a nice time to be thinking about the future, I think. Uh, I love that you said that because I have been doing a lot of thinking, you know, I feel like so often we focus on not thinking, you know, we got to clear our head. We got to not be so cluttered, but there, we have to help these think. Like we have to be mindful of our thoughts and what we're experiencing and what we're going through and, and what we desire and what's next. And so, yeah, cause I have been doing a lot of thinking and, but it's been in a very, um, observant way. Like I've been observing myself thinking and like really taking note of my thoughts and, um, you know, without judgment, just being like, Oh, that's interesting. Okay. I wonder what I'm supposed to do with that. Or I wonder where that came from. And, and it doesn't even feel like, um, like uh, in a healing way, it just feels like my mind is, is active. Um, so I love, love, love that you said that because that makes sense of why I'm being that way. Yeah, very much so. And also Aquarius is unusual out of the box sort of thinking. And so I love that you mentioned not being critical of what's coming up because this is a time when you might have thoughts that you're like, where did that come from? That's, not the sort of thing I would ever think of, or that's unusual for me, or that's an, a different solution that I never thought of, because this is the time when some of those unusual out-of-the-box things can come to you. And so it's great to to be in non-judgment of that. Even if you don't want to act upon it, just being open to a really unusual or different idea is flowing with the energy right now. That's so perfect. Yes. And to like add to that, you know, the divine feminine energy is rising. That energy is moving faster and faster all around us and through us. And that is the energy of creation. So when we allow those ideas and that creative energy to move through us, which it is because we are rising as a collective in divine feminine energy, like that shift is, yes, it is coming and it's here. Woohoo! So that is the creative energy. So don't be judgmental towards the intuitive um, ideas that you are receiving, like just be with it. And then I mean, cause I get a bazillion, I'm a manifesting generator. So I get like a bazillion ideas and thoughts in, in my entire day of like, oh, I should do this. Oh, I should do that. And it can be very overwhelming. And so just to know that that is who I am and I get these ideas and I do not have to take action on all of them, but I can also honor which one feels the most juicy, you know, like, Ooh, that actually feels really good and really doable. And, and it is a little bit out of the box, but I'm here for it, you know? So I really love that that is the, the connection that we're making there with all of that energy. So thank you. Totally. And I think everyone might kind of feel a bit more like a manifesting generator under this collective Aquarius energy. Even if you aren't normally that type of person that gets a lot of ideas, you might just find that that's coming up for you. And so being open to it is, is really awesome. So 
Yeah. And on that note, let me make a side note for who might not understand what a manifesting generator is. That is, uh, it's human design and it is fascinating. I personally do not know a lot about it. I plan to have an expert on that does know a lot about it um, very soon, but um, it's really so fascinating. Like once you understand what your human design is, Oh my goodness. It took so much pressure off of me because I was like, Oh, well, that's just who I am. That's how I'm created. And it's very much like astrology, like knowing that I'm a cancer, you know, that, Oh, well that explains why I'm emotional and I'm a homebody and I'm, I can be completely (laughs) crazy at times, you know, because Hey, I'm a cancer. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so it's very, um, confirming with who you are just being like, well, duh, of course you're that way because this is who you are. So, okay. So side note gone. <laughs> yes. Yes. I love, I love that you explained that. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> well, should we dive so in? You have some, yeah. Yeah. So you have some cards for us. Tell us all about your beautiful deck this week. Yeah. So for those who have been listening to these um, energy outlooks, I've been kind of going back and forth. We started with tarot, then we went to Oracle and now I'm bringing it back to tarot again. So we are using the light seers tarot deck by Chris Ann. This is my personal favorite um, tarot deck. And before we begin, I always like to just quickly set an intention, set the space and just protect us so that the messages that come through are in our highest and greatest good. So for anyone listening, as long as you are not driving, I just ask that you would go ahead and close your eyes with us for a moment. Just taking a deep breath in through the nose. and exhaling through the mouth. Just let go of your to-do list for a few moments, being present here with us. Imagine a golden light of protection that is surrounding us at this time. And inside of this golden light of protection, I call now any guides, angels, archangels, ascended masters, Any beings of the highest vibration and the purest intention are invited here to give us the messages that are in our highest and greatest good for the month of February, 2023. I open up my body to be a vessel and a channel for the messages that are in our highest and greatest good. And I would ask that those listening would have softened hearts and minds to hear these messages and to use them on the path of evolution. And so it is. I am just going to begin shuffling the cards. You can open your eyes whenever you're ready. I'm going to pull three cards that can give us some direction, some focus, some guidance for this month. Okay, I have a terrible memory, but I think we might have pulled this card in December when we started, I'm not sure. Maybe even two of these three cards. So if we're repeating them, then maybe these messages are coming back up. But again, I I don't know, my memory's not always so great. But the first card that came up is the Two of Pentacles. 
anytime you pull a two in tarot, it has to do with the numerology of balance and decision-making. The pentacles um, suit here has to do with our energy, our money, our time, and our resources. So something is coming up in February that is asking you to make some decisions and editing around the, the way that you structure your time and the way you spend your money. There is something that needs to be brought into balance around how much energy you are giving to certain things, how much money you are putting into certain things, how much time you're willing to give to certain things. And are you getting back out of it what you're hoping for? And if not, there needs to be some editing. This is a card that is very practical, which, you know, kind of has to do with some of that mental energy we were talking about earlier. It's like, practically, can I really do all of these things? What do I have on my plate? What needs to go? What just honestly doesn't make me happy anymore? And how can I maybe restructure my day or my routine or my week so that I can incorporate more of what makes me happy while still fulfilling the obligations, the roles, the responsibilities that I am committed to. So there's an editing and a balancing of your earthly habits that's coming up in February. How does that resonate, Vaughn, with you? I feel like I just got called the hell out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. Um, Well, first of all, I feel like because you know, in January, we set all these resolutions, you know, all these changes that we're going to create for ourselves because it's a, it's a new year. It's a new opportunity. It's, it's a new time mark to like, okay, this is the day that we're going to, this is going to be the year that we're going to do this and move forward and make all these changes. And, you know, I feel like because we have had this energy of going within and, and it has been a very different energy this January, you know, this past January, like really it's been very slow. And and to have that in our mind, the energy that is wanting to like create and do and, and do all the things. And, but then if the energy is not behind it, then we're just not motivated to do it. So, now moving into February, this really can be like the new year. I mean, this every, every day is a new opportunity for it to be an, a new day, a new year, a new opportunity to change anything and everything that you are ready to change. So to me, that card is for me personally, that card is calling me out on my shit and just being like, all right, Vaughn, you set these things in motion. Now, now, like, let's really reevaluate how you spent the month of January. You know, like, what did you do that you liked? What did you change? What did you not change? What, how did you just go right back into those old habits, which I for sure have, um, versus now here we are with a new month, a new opportunity, new energy that can allow us to sink a little bit deeper into those desires that we really want for ourselves. And, and that does require changing your habits. Like nothing changes if nothing changes. Um, I was at an event this past week and Tracy, the leader, um, of the empowerment retreat, she was saying that 
she was like, you're constantly in practice. You're either practicing something new or you're practicing the same damn thing. So, and I was like, oh shit. All right. Because it really, I mean, if everything is in practice, what, what am I doing? And, and I just loved the way that reframe of, of action, it, it really is a practice of, of you're either repeating your same old habits or you're creating new ones. So boom. Yeah, she's so right. And I think when we want to call something in or when we want to change something, we don't always think about what we're going to have to shift around and move to make space for that thing or, or that new habit or that new tendency um, <clears throat> that new thing that we want to do, or even the person that we want to be, you're going to have to let something go, move something out of the way, shift something around to make space for it. And whenever this card comes up, I always like to encourage people to also go through their physical belongings, do a little early spring cleaning, because when we move material items out of our space, we open up energetic space as well. It's helpful to not have so much dragging us down. So if you feel called to do that, definitely edit a closet this month, edit a drawer, edit your purse, whatever, just, it can be small, but move some energy around in your physical space. And it's going to have a domino effect into your inner world and um, the things that you want to call in, you're opening up room for them. Yes, absolutely. That's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. And I would like to add your email address. I mean, your email inbox to, to that to-do list, because that is like the thing that is heavy on me. And I know, I know that once I sit down and really create that space for all of that old stuff to be gone, that that's when it gets to be flooded with new, big, beautiful opportunities. And, oh yeah. So that's when you just said that, like, that's what resonated with me. So yeah, whatever it may be. It's funny you say that because I actually did go through my email inbox this morning. <laughs> that's what I was doing when you texted me. So yeah. Oh, that's so good. Okay. I'm inspired. Okay. Do it after this. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> okay. So on the heels of this, and I just want to quickly, I'm not going to get too much into the tarot lingo, but there are two types of cards in tarot. There's the minor arcana cards, which are these suits, like the pentacles, the swords, the wands and the cups. These are, these cards are about our day-to-day -day life. And you can see that in this two of pentacles. It's about your day-to-day -day routines, your schedules, the things that you do. There's also the major arcana and those are big, huge soul lessons. Those are big anchor points in our life where changes need to be made. Um, we have kind of aha moments big, big shifts. And so we, the second card that we pulled is a major arcana card and it's the death card. And when a lot of people see the death card, they get really scared because they think that an actual death is being predicted by these cards. And that's not what this means. Death is purely symbolic in the tarot. And it means that there is a part of you that has to die or go away again in order to make space for something new. So I think what's really fascinating is we have we have been asked to do this on our day-to-day -day level in the small things. And what we're being told is that those small little tasks, the way we shift around our day, they add up to who we are. They add up to our spiritual experience. So it is in the day-to-day -day life that we transform 
And this card is letting us know, this death card is letting us know that this is a huge transformation we're actually going through. And we have to put the one foot in front of the other to make it happen, right? And um, this is a process that can be painful when this death card comes up. Letting go of a part of you, <clears throat> something you said you would do, um, an area of piles in your home or just whatever it may be can be hard to let go of. But the other side of this card is the rebirth um, message. And so there is this beautiful new dawn that is breaking for you. And you are going to step into being a new person and living in a fully new way if you choose to accept it. And so this is the process that we are being asked to go on is, is changing our daily routine and our structures so that we can really do the things we are meant to do and transform and move from that caterpillar into a butterfly. Mm. I have chills with those two cards being delivered to us together like that. What, wow, you know, and going back to the January report, when we're talking about the year of 2023, it's a seven year. It is spiritual awakening. It is a spiritual year. So I feel like, yes, we have been doing so much work on ourselves over the past few years. Like it's been hard. Like we have been doing the work, but now like we really get to shed, like we get to, I just am imagining, like, make sure you share those um, pictures so that we can put it on social media so they can see there's like a cloak. And I just can imagine like that cloak falling to the ground and, and like this big, beautiful, bright day being exposed, but we have to let the cloak drop. We have to let go so that we can start this new expansive life. You know, like I've been talking for years, I didn't even realize it, but I was like, there's something so magical that is coming. Like there's just this world that exists where there is inner peace and people are joyful and, and we are in the process of creating that, that new world, but we have got to let the cloak drop. We have got to change. We have got to be the, the embodiment of these desires that are placed in our soul, the desires of the energetics that are around us that are there placed with intention and purpose to create this new world of opportunity for us. Uh, absolutely beautiful. Okay. I cannot wait to see what's next. One more thing on this. I think it's really interesting that, um, you know, we are being asked to let the cloak go. And I love the way that you phrase that. And sometimes people are like, well, how do I let go? What am I supposed to let go of? This first card told us it's literally in your routine. It's in your day-to-day -day life. It's not some nebulous thing that it's like, oh, I don't really know what I'm supposed to let go of. It's something in your day-to-day -day life that you are doing. It is a routine. It's a habit. It's a shift that needs to happen. It's a commitment that you're making to something that you don't love, that you need to let go of. It's in your day-to-day -day routine. So that's where you need to look is scour that, investigate that, edit your day-to-day -day life. That's where the magic is. Yeah. yeah. And I have a feeling for those listening, they have a really, really good idea what that thing or things are. They know. So my friend listening, my dear friend, this is your sign to change, to let it go. It is time 
listen to us. It is time. You can do it. You are supported. Get out of your own mind (laughs) and allow the changes to begin to happen. It doesn't have to be an overnight thing or it absolutely can be, you know, but just slowly, but surely allow the change to happen. Allow yourself to witness your thoughts, witness with observation. Oh, this, this thing that keeps coming up in my mind over and over and over, maybe that is a sign from my soul telling me that I need to change this. I need to let this go. I need to do this differently. This is your sign. You know what to do. Period. Okay. Yes. And the last card that came up, I think is so deeply supportive of this process. So this is the Knight of Cups. Now, if you were to go to like a crooked tarot card reader in some weird back alley and this card came up, she'd be like, Ooh, a new love is coming into your life. That's not how I interpret this. Um, the Knight of Cups, I mean, all of these cards actually are going to manifest for each of us in a different way, since this is a collective reading. So maybe someone out there is going to fall in love this February. I don't know. I love that this came up with Valentine's Day too, but the way I, oh yes, that's true. you know, the flowers and you'll see the artwork on social media, but there's a man sitting on a chair holding flowers and roses, and he's got wine and a love letter. So this is a card of love, but the way I always interpret this card is that self-love has to come first. Self-love has to be the cornerstone of any relationship or anything that you do. And so when we are going through this massive transformation of becoming this butterfly and changing things and letting go of things, which is really hard, we are asked to have self-love through that whole process to love yourself deeply. It's not enough to just let it go and then to be ready for the next version of yourself. You have to love that part of you that you're letting go of because she is valid too. The mistakes that you've made, the choices that you've made in the past, they all came from a certain place. And that part of you, that old version of you deserves love as well. And so I would ask that as you are sorting through your schedule and shifting through what can change, that you wrap that version of you in love who operated from a place that wasn't serving you. She did the best she could. She was working with what she had. She thought she was doing the right thing. There's no shame. There's no guilt. There's no criticism that needs to come up here. You can love that version of yourself and be excited for the new one that you are becoming all at once. It doesn't have to be either or. So this is a card of asking you to be gentle with yourself, to wrap yourself in love and forgiveness and grace as we move through this big, big soul lesson of release and letting go. Mm. Okay. Now I literally do have full body chills. So beautiful. These cards are something else altogether. I mean, they really- Oh my goodness. What a, just a beautiful- Throwdown of cards. Yeah. <laughs> <Couldn't> <laughs> <answer> better, <really. laughs> I mean, that really is so beautiful and so confirming. And, you know, with my self-love journey, for me personally, I, I thought I had self-love, but I was out confused self-confidence with self-love. 
And I do think that's what a lot of people do because, you know, when you're a, when you're a good person, like we're good people, right? I've always been a good person. And, and so I was like, I'm a, I'm a good person. I am confident in who I am and what I do. And like, this is like back in the day doing massage therapy and, you know, like I'm a good mom, I'm a good wife, I'm a good friend. Like I'm a confident woman in what I was doing and how I was being. And it wasn't until I really wanted to start receiving more abundance in my life. And when I say abundance, I mean, joy, magic, miracles, money was the last thing on that list, but abundance of just like overall, um, joy, honestly, and and just abundance. And as I was like trying to receive more of that, I, I just was so blocked and I was like, why is this not working for me? And it was literally like an energetics because I was, holding on to low self-worth. I, I, I was holding on to a lot of guilt, a lot of shame, which I've shared so much of that in my journey of my journey of the earlier podcast. So, so until I was literally able to go in and love and, and learn who you can't, you can't love yourself until you know yourself. I mean, you've got to know yourself to love yourself. So the only way to do that though, is to go within and look at all of those parts of yourself that you have been shoving down for so long, just, you know, because you didn't know any better, right? Like, Oh, this is just what we do. We just shove it down. And then, but now, I mean, for us to really expand and rise on the, in the way that we are being called, you know, via these cards, we have got to, really cultivate self-love. And it is literally a, a falling in love journey with yourself. And it always is so, you know, cause it's so cliche, Oh, self-love woohoo. But you can say self-love all day long, but until you are putting it into practice and it is an energetics within your body that you are embodying, you are not practicing in embodying self-love you have to literally love yourself, all aspects of yourself. And, and love is unconditional. Like true self-love is unconditional. And so I'll notice, you know, of course we're human. We're going to put those conditions on ourselves. But now the difference is, is I will observe the way that I'm judging myself, you know, which has conditions attached to it. And then I'll be like, Oh, no, 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 no. I love myself unconditionally. So how can I reframe this thing that I'm judging about myself and look at it through love? And that is the only way that you will truly fall in love with yourself. And I will say, I mean, it is almost like embarrassing to say it, but it's the only way that we can move forward in this way is I am in love with myself. Mm -hmm. I really am like, I love myself. I love all aspects of myself. And the fact that there's a part of me that does feel like, oh gosh, Vaughn, you can't say that out loud. Like you shouldn't love yourself that much is just more proof that why this society is so free, like just effed up. You know what I mean? So it's just so frustrating because I, I do love myself and I don't want to be embarrassed to say that. And I want every single person listening to this episode to love themselves to the capacity that, that I love 
myself and the way I love my children, the way that you love your children and, and people that are close to you, the way that you love them, you think without conditions, you cannot love yourself if you're not loving others without conditions. Did I say that right? I mean, you know what I mean, right? Like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, it's so, it's so frustrating, right? Because it's been a journey for me personally to get to this place where I can say, I'm in love with myself. Like I love all aspects of myself, even the really shitty parts. Like I love those parts of myself. And that's what you really have to be able to unapologetically say that and be that and embody that. You know, self-love is like, whatever, but like, it's a, it's a real thing. And it really is the thing that will cultivate the world that you desire. You're never going to bring in the level of love that you desire. If you are not embodying it yourself. Boom. Exactly. And I really think, and a lot of this comes from religion. Some of it just comes from society in general, but a lot of it comes from religion is like not to be boastful or bragging. And I think we have a hard time as a society understanding what it is to love ourselves and the difference between loving ourselves and being boastful and bragging about it. It's two very different things. And I think we are immediately triggered and we immediately think, just like you said, it's, it's hard to say it because our, our conditioning is so strong that it's not okay to, to, to love yourself that much or to proclaim it that much. And we have to move past that as a society, society, we have to, because in my personal opinion, self-love is the heal. It can heal anything. There's, I can't think of one thing that loving yourself completely unconditionally couldn't heal. And our society and our religion has created this barrier within us to that ultimate healing. And so we have to let that go. We have to know that it is not boastful to say that you are in love with yourself, that I love myself unconditionally and fully for who I am, mistakes and all. We've got to get past that so we can really, really heal. So that's, this is like the most important message I can think of really what's coming up in this episode. There's nothing more important. Absolutely. It's so beautiful. What a beautiful, divinely downloaded message for everyone to receive today. So and going into this month of love, right? Like so yes. perfect. So perfect. <laughs> oh, that is so great. So beautiful. Okay. So, you know, I'm thinking like some people might be listening to this if they're not quite in love with themselves yet. Sure. Um, and it's like, well, how do I learn to love myself? So these are the action steps that you can do. Like for me, it, it, it was more of a, um, like a letting go. Like I had to let go of some of the pain that I was so judgmental of within myself. And the more that you can let go of some of that darkness within you, and you can just, like you said so eloquently, love those versions of you as you are letting them go, because it's a part of you. I mean, there's nothing but 
love that is available to us. And if we can just reframe every single, but it does take self-awareness. It does take a reframe for you to be aware of when you are being triggered when you are, and, and this isn't necessarily even about other people. Like this is about you. This is about with like with me and my journey, when I was really trying to cultivate more love, it had a lot to do with receiving when people would give me compliments or want to give me a gift or more money. I'd be like, Oh my gosh, like I would reject it so hard. But it's because I didn't think I was deserving because I didn't love myself. So the way to help bring that full circle is to open your energy to receive. And and it starts so simple. You know, that was the main thing for me, like with a compliment, because I was horrible at taking compliments. Um, And so when someone would give me a compliment, I'd be like, I would place my hands on my heart space and I would close my eyes. And even if it was just like, Oh, I like your earrings. I would close my eyes and I'd be like, thank you. I received that. And then it, and then it's like, the more I would receive the more compliments, the more love, the more gifts, the more money, the more everything that just kept coming into my heart. And then all of a sudden I'm like, Oh my gosh, like I'm, I'm loving my life right now. Like I'm loving life. I'm loving me. I'm loving this energy. And then it just keeps filling up your heart and your body in that divine feminine energy. And you're just filling up instead of like just giving, 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 like we're, we're giving and receiving from just a whole beautiful place. And that truly was the beginning of my self-love journey was becoming more open to receive. Me too. You just described my exact same thing. That was what I worked on first was literally just receiving a compliment and holding my tongue back and just saying thank you and not trying to be like, oh, thanks. My hairstylist picked out my color or thanks. So-and-so gave me this shirt, like pushing it away from myself and saying like, I'm not just going to receive this compliment. I'm going to explain away where it came from or who gave it to me or how it's someone else's thing that they actually did, you know? And it was like stopping myself in my tracks and just saying, thank you. I received that. Like that was my beginning of it too. And then it moved into a little bit more deeper work of, again, those past versions of myself. And funnily enough, I moved into that actually through going through items in my house, you know, like we talked about earlier and saying like, gosh, this outfit right here fit me when I was 21. And why can't I fit into this anymore? Having shame around my body or around who I was at that time of my life and literally picturing the girl that I was wearing this clothes, this outfit or holding this thing and wrapping her in love and then releasing mm-hmm. it because that's not who I am anymore. I'm, I'm in a different body. I'm in a different space. I love her and I love the experience she had, but I'm also this now. And So I think this process is different for everybody, but the tangible things in my home have actually really helped me to love former versions of myself, stuff that I'm physically holding on to for an old version of me that is not going to come back. (laughs) She's just not, you know? So that is an incredible exercise. I'm so glad you mentioned that. I I really love that. And, and because there's each person has their own thing, right? Like they're they're You just have to 
play around and find like, what is the thing that's going to work for you? And that goes back to the habits, to that very first card. Like how can you change some things up a little bit and mix things up so that if you're wanting to cultivate more self-love into your life, more unconditional love in your life, then what can you change in your day-to-day practice in the, even maybe from the way that you speak, you know, to, to yourself or to other people, how can you change that everyday practice and just slowly but surely change. Yeah. It, it's, mm-hmm. it's a long process. And listen, to everyone listening, you're not going to figure all of this out in February, but you're just asked to take some steps and to do what feels good to you that pushes you out of your box a little bit to love yourself in a different a different way, maybe than you have before, right? Yeah, perfect. Yeah, well, that's a perfect ending point on that because that was all beautifully said just so divinely orchestrated this whole conversation and those cards and everything so dana i cannot thank you enough for these beautiful messages and for your wisdom and for your gift and just the energy that you are providing and pouring into all of us, even though you might not be able to see it, just know that, that her voice and her messages are infused with so much love and light and, and healing energy. So thank you, Dana. Thank you, Vaughn. I received that. (laughs) Thank you. Look at us. We're such baddies. (laughs) Thank you for having me here and for opening the space. And I just love how we can play off of one another and, and, and really combine our forces to give, I mean, I think this is the most powerful episode we've done yet for sure. And I feel like it's just going to continue to get more and more amazing because of what you bring to this space and the openness that you allow for the flow. So thank you for that. Well, thank you. We're doing it slowly, but surely. See, that's all we got to (laughs) do slowly, but surely no pressure. All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening and we'll talk to you soon. I am so grateful you played in the cosmos with me today. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean so much to me if you left a review so other open-minded souls can come along this quantum healing journey too. I am most active over on Instagram. So come find me at Vampiro and say hello. Talk to you soon.